This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Free Geese. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jaginiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where I brought you my chat with the incredible Jen Hartswick. I feel like that was one of my favorite conversations that I've had on the show. Jen is so hilarious and it was just so much fun to talk to her and hear her stories and hear about her incredible life. If you missed it, make sure you give it a listen or a watch. You're definitely going to enjoy it for sure. You're going to absolutely laugh your ass off. We talk about where she grew up, the badass women in her family, her friendship with Brendan Bayless, the first time they hung out, and the recent Why Not together back in February uh, 19th, I believe it was. And she shares an absolutely hilarious Bayless story that you're going to for sure want to hear. We also talk about favorite venues, singing with Umphreys, and the covers that she's done with them. Um, I did post a question on the show's social media and asked you guys uh, what you thought were a couple of covers that you would like to hear, and there are some really, really great answers. Um, I actually shared a cover and an Umphreys original that I would love to hear her cover Um, or to sing in our conversation. We also talk about her relationship with Trey and being in tab for the last 20 years. Jen also shares some really great life advice and just so much more. Like I said, this was seriously such a fun conversation and I had such a blast just spending time with Jen. She is just such a beautiful, beautiful soul and I'm so grateful that we were able to make this happen and hang out and chat and shoot the shit and laugh and it was just so much, so much fun. So thank you to Jen. I had such a great time. It was great to see you. And I can't wait to see you in person and give you the biggest hug. I love you so much, girl. There are links in the show notes for where you can give this a watch or a listen, like I mentioned. And uh, definitely do this because this was a really great conversation. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, stickers, prints, or sells other interesting products or art that you think peeps would love to get their hands on? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? 
Maybe you provide an awesome service that could make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele. Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd and Conduit E-Magazine help you get the word out. With ad space in monthly issues of Conduit, commercial spots on the podcast, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, guest spots on the show, and more, Dropped Among This Crowd and Conduit can help you reach tons of fellow umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow umph family. Email dropped at gmail.com or conduitemagazine at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more about the amazing packages we offer. Some very exciting news to pass along to you. Umfreeze has announced the rescheduled dates for Iceland. Yes, that is right, folks. Reykjavik in Reykjavik is happening March 25th, 26th, and 27th, 2022. All original tickets will be valid for the new dates, and a small amount of new tickets will be available later this month. There is a link in the show notes for more information on the event, how to get a refund if you can't make these new dates and would like your money back, UMVIP details, which I believe the waitlist is full currently, but definitely make sure you keep an eye on that in case there's any openings. You'll find a link for some FAQs and a bunch more. I am very, 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 very excited (laughs) to have this on the calendar to look forward to. I really cannot wait to see everyone finally getting the chance to rage the Harpa. I can't wait to see all of your beautiful faces in Iceland. As I said, there is a link in the show notes for all of the information you need for the event. Chugging along with the female theme, I thought it would be fun to not only highlight another female podcast host, but to bring the listeners a little bit of my story. Back in August 2020, actually on my birthday, my friend Elise Carlson interviewed me for her podcast, Women, Wine, and Song. Her show concentrates on highlighting women in the music industry as a whole, but specifically in the jam music scene. My conversation with her was one of her first episodes, and it was such an honor to be asked to not only be on her show, but to also be one of the very first people she had as a guest. It was interesting and a little weird (laughs) being the one asked the questions for a change, but it was a lot of fun sharing some of my life. We talked about my podcast and why I started it back in 2018 when it had the original name of Umfreak Parents Podcast. Seems like so long ago that that was. We also talk about her show and we talk about ex-boyfriends, which was very interesting to talk about anyway, but then to put this on the show 
But it felt good to share this part of my story and hopefully someone listening will maybe find comfort in, you know, finding some similarities in our stories that we share. We also talk about homeschooling, my birthday live stream show with Jake back at the end of July, which I did a podcast episode that I will link in the show notes in case you haven't listened to that yet. Elise and her crew were also part of my Halloween live stream show with Jake back in October. I will link the episode with the recap of that in the show notes if you want to check it out. We also talk about Mo, Aqueous, live music in general, and a bunch more. It was really great to sit down with Elise, and like I said, it was an honor to be asked to be on her show. You'll find links for where you can listen to other episodes of her podcast, Women, Wine, and Song, as well as where you can find her show on social media in the show notes as well. So here is my interview on Women, Wine, and Song podcast with Elise Carlson. It's so good to see you. Oh my gosh. It's You've good been to see you talking too. for a long time um, because you do. Um, well, it's not, I was going to say, I found my little card, the Unfreaks Parent, oh, it's backwards, Unfreaks Parent podcast, and then you changed it to dropped among this crowd, right? So yeah. what um, made you want to start the podcast in the first place and then why the name changed later on? <laughs> Um, honestly, it's really an interesting story, I guess. Um, I just like had this idea to start the show one day. Like I, I don't have any history in radio or, you know, anything like that. I was, I was just always into music. That was like my thing, you know? And, um, I was like, well, I don't know anything about podcasting, but I know a whole bunch about Umphreys McGee. So I just decided to, I was like, well, let's just do this. And I don't know, it just is kind of snowballed. It's really kind of crazy yeah. <laughs> how much it's, you know, just morphed and become this thing. And the reception that I've gotten from people, you know, fans and band members and crew members and, you know, just all these people, it's, it's really neat. Yeah, the Umphreys crowd is so supportive too. So it's it's got to be fun to just like be able to chat with all of them all the time. Because I think that was like the weirdest thing was the first time I went to a show, and I didn't have t-shirts or anything yet. It was you know still super new. Yeah. And someone heard me talking to my husband in line. Like we're getting drinks and the guy in front of me recognized my voice and he was like, you, do you do that? The podcast? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's me. And it, cause it was so weird. I guess I yeah, didn't think I anybody didn't was really me. listening. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So it was like kind of awkward, but cool. And yeah. then later on, I'm like having anxiety. I'm like, did I come off like weird or something? <laughs> you know, it's my first band encounter, but right. it, it was cool to, you know, find out that people are actually listening and they actually liked it. And to start to hear stories about how people, you know, listen to it every day. And especially now, Oh yeah. um, that there isn't any live music. Um, but I've been 
doing interviews and, you know, really trying to keep it alive as much as possible. And a lot of people have said to me that right now it's really helpful, uh, you know, in coping and and not getting that satisfaction of live music that we're all missing. So, you know, to have that, because I feel that way right now about creating this Mm -hmm. podcast, like I'm incredibly grateful to have this project, especially now. Yeah. Um, partly because it gives me an outlet that's not my kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're teaching you know. and momming and you need some time for just you, right? <laughs> for sure. And it, yeah. you know, it gives me a creative outlet that's not that. Um, it gets gives me an excuse to talk to my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be like, oh, we have to do an interview for the show. So I need exactly. to go talk to my friend uninterrupted for an hour. <laughs> you know, it's a great, you know, I get to use that excuse to yeah. talk to my friends and I still feel connected. You know, I'm still getting that feeling that I was getting from going to see live music. So right. I'm also grateful to have the show, especially right now for that. Yeah. That's incredible. That's so, it's, it's so cool to see how it has grown too. Cause how long have you been doing it? Uh, the first episode was May 1st, 2018. Nice. So it's been two and a half years, which yeah. also is like, it sounds forever, but like also not very long at all, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's so weird because of all the things that I've accomplished in that amount of time with it mm-hmm. and the people that I've met you know, it's, it's not anything to do with sort of monetary, anything. There's no money in podcasting, really. (laughs) You know, I I made enough money to upgrade my laptop and, you know, I needed to, so I was super stoked about it, you know? (laughs) Um, but that's, you know, that's not what this is about though. It's about community connection and what I can give back to this band really because a lot people underestimate it I think too um if no one is if people have not had that experience with music and like how moving it can be then I feel like it goes totally misunderstood you know so it's nice to know that there's this community that's like nope this band has meant a lot to me over the years and I want to you know spread the love basically you know that's so it's it's amazing. I love that community so much. Um, well, so the my podcast that I'm starting, I have no idea. Like again, I'm. I feel like you're an inspiration to me because you. It's like very similar. Like one day I just woke up and was thinking how underrepresented women are in the music industry industry in general, and then in the scene even as fans or you know all aspects right so um that's why i'm starting this and so my whole target is to understand like what your triumphs traumas and the evolution has been like for you so like if you not everyone has like a trauma i suppose but even just a harder time because you're a female you know and just to give people an idea of how different the world is if you're not a guy (laughs) For sure. And I think one of the coolest things about, I mean, there's, I could probably list a hundred cool things about doing this podcast, but the coolest thing has been the amount of female support that I have gotten from the very beginning. Like 
to the point where there are male listeners that only listen to my show because their girlfriend or their friend turned them onto it. Yeah. Like it's, well, and I think it a lot of my mind come from when it was called Parents Podcast. I'm Freak Parents Podcast. I was like, that's my people because I had my son really, really young, you know, like, and so, and I've been seeing Umphreys this whole time. So like my son and I kind of grew up together listening to mm-hmm. Umphreys, you know, it's like the soundtrack mm-hmm. to our lives, you know, still is to this day. And I think that like really struck a chord with me. And that's why, I mean, I love the new name, but like that is what caught my eye in the beginning is that I felt kind of alien in this crowd of mostly like either single guys or like girls there with their boyfriends or whatever, but it just never felt like there were other parents around, you know, and that's just silly because they're everywhere, you know? (laughs) That's exactly how I felt that. That was, yeah, I mean, I guess that could be, like, the deep-seated reason was just the inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was 19 when I had my son. He's 16 now. So it's the same thing. Um, you know, we, we grew up together. And, mm-hmm. we, you know, we still kind of are. Yeah. Um, but it's the same thing. I always felt like it was either you know, a bunch of bros or, you know, like just not my people at all. You know, the people that still, you know, wanted to go rage the show, have a great time, (laughs) but you still had to pay your bills and get your kid to school and worry about all these other things. And, you know, I, it, it was really about that. It, it still is, you know, of course, sure. with Dropped Among This Crowd, we, we wanted to make it even more inclusive right. of, of everybody. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's what it's always been about is, is being included because yeah. I've always felt welcome. You know, they've, as the band and anybody else in the community, have always made me feel welcome. And I'm all about inclusion in my life. Right. You know, I teach, teach my children that we, we love we love everybody. It doesn't matter what color you are, your religion, all of that. It's about being together and community and helping each other out and doing what we can. And so to be able to exemplify that in, in this and what they're all about. So, yeah, that's amazing. I love it. And you guys have been getting really creative. I mean, not to go too into COVID, but like, I love seeing your little, oh, we're doing space camp this week. <laughs> we're doing nature camp this week. I love it so much. My son was in Indiana for the last month visiting his biological father. So I was just like, oh my gosh, this looks like so much fun. <laughs> you would love that. But, you know, I'm sure we're going to have plenty of time because they're not, are, are your kids going to have school soon or? Well, I'm in New York state, so it's, been a shit show for the past couple of months in my state um they still have no idea what they're doing for school uh but I've decided to homeschool my children next year I've sent in the paperwork um and I I am not waiting on other people to make the decision for me it was hard for me because when my son like doesn't have a lot of friends at this middle school like I don't know it's a big district so he is going to our close one and he doesn't know a lot of people there but now one of his friends has chosen homeschool one of his friends is a different last name like the only two friends he has like the last name is 
in a different part of the alphabet. So like they'll be going to school on different days. So I'm just like, oh, like, what do I do? But he wants to go those two days. So I'm like, okay, if you want to try it out, then try it out. But it's, it's, we're all trying to navigate this. You know, I totally feel for our kids that are like, this isn't school, you know, this isn't, it's so bizarre. So good. That's, with all that. that's the hardest part. And that's why I decided to, cause they're, I personally feel my kids, everybody's kids are different. Everybody's Absolutely. situation is different, but my kids, um, I think it's going to devastate them more being there because my kids are social, mm-hmm. especially That's my daughter. Yeah. My nine-year-old daughter is social <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah. She's going to hate it. She's I know. Hate it. I know. So. I tried to warn my son that I was like, I don't know, like it's going to, you're not going to, be able to see people's faces it's gonna be way less kids like it's gonna be a different dynamic between the teachers and the students now you know everything's going to be different right but um yeah I don't I feel the same way but I'm like if you want to try it try it but like it just I know you know the free spirits are kind of stuck you know for <laughs> sure world uh, you know I guess I, I want to know more about how homeschooling goes throughout the year. Cause I'm going to need to pick up tics, tips. I'm sure pretty quick. Cause they're only going two days a week anyway. So it's not like, you know, it's not yeah. like he's going to be there all the time. He's going to still need stuff going on, you know, throughout the That's week. That's what I figured. I'm going to, I'm like, I'm going to have to supplement this anyways. So it's yeah. like, I might as well just dive all the way in. Cause that's how I do everything anyways. So totally. <laughs> Well, one sweet thing came of all of this is that you got to do a private Jake show for your birthday. How'd that go? That was absolutely amazing. Like it's everything that you would think it is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then even more. And even though we were the first ones, which I think uh, he was kind of grateful for um, because of the show, you know, we've kind of built a, a friendship a little bit, you know, sure. so he felt a little less uh, nervous, I think, yeah. because, if, you know, technology is not really our friend right now. Um, sometimes, you know, yeah. it's great, but sometimes so it can be really yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was still really great, even though we had like a couple snafus, but it was so awesome to have the opportunity to be in our houses and have our friends and some, some people I haven't seen their faces in so long, you know, and to like my friend Aliana popped on and I was just like, Oh my God, it's so good to see you. Like I was going to cry just seeing her, you know, it was so to just have that piece, have your friends all together like that was awesome yeah and, and then so cool. just that you so spread out <laughs> yeah like we were all over um we had california new mexico you know indiana i think texas and then i'm in new york and uh virginia i mean we were all over and then you know jake's in niles and yeah so i mean it's so cool that we were everywhere but we were together and we had my husband bought a light like a motion light and everything so we had all the lights off in in our house and then the lights going in the back so it felt like a concert and it was it was awesome to hear his stories 
he would like the stories he was sharing and talking about these songs that were from his childhood and everything. And so it was that experience was neat too. And he loves being in that space creating. Oh so, yeah, that's so cool seeing him up there. Um, does he, so you get to kind of interact with him too? Like he can see, like it's kind of like this where he can see everyone too. That's neat. It's going to be me it's sitting in my living room by myself this Friday. Because I, didn't, I didn't realize people had tickets to Cycles at the Mish. Like, you know, like one of the very few shows that's happening this year. And that I'm like, oh, of course it's the same. Because I just jumped on a group was like, we need more people and we want to buy a ticket or buy a show. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, and I figured my friends would just join it everyone's like well I won't be around oh it's gonna be me sitting there like I did <laughs> Hello. it's gonna be so great though I mean it's totally like this but it's just you know how everybody you'll be able to see everybody else too and and that was the great part too so uh I'm sure you probably know Kyle yeah. and I asked him to be a part of my party and he, they were playing, what did he play? He played Red Room Disco. Yeah. And which was so good. I was huge and uh, listening to it today again and it was so good. And um, he was dancing like, cause I could move the, uh, the, the speaker thing around and I could like see everybody or you can make it bigger and then it's just Jake. Oh. And so I have all the, everybody up there and you just see Kyle boogieing so hard <laughs> while Jake's just playing. And I'm like, Oh, this is so awesome right <laughs> now. Like it feels like, like a normal. concert. Yes. Yeah, Cause I we love had the lights and everything. And and friends just getting down, you know, in the crowd and you're just like, Oh, look at, they're having so much fun. You know? yes. like, that's that's exactly what it was you know? like. Yeah. That's it was, so cool. you know, and we had the lights and my kids were in the living room yeah. and it was like, and this is cool. what I wanted for my birthday. Like, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, granted, it's not the whole band, but at the end of the day, like it's still as, I feel like I was meaningful and as much fun, you know, it's just a different, <laughs> it's a different kind of fun, you know, but yeah. to have your kids there and everything is amazing. Like I've had my baby watching Bayless every week, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't going to be able to have him at any shows for a while, you know, I wasn't going to take him when he was like too, too small, you know, but, and even then it's like, if you have to travel for a show or whatever, it's not always logistically possible to like bring your kids out or if they're 21 and over, whatever the case is, it's not always possible to bring your kids. So it's so nice to be able to still introduce them to my favorite bands, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Well, my daughter is, like obsessed with playing keyboard right now and we watch Joel every Wednesday night and she is so excited about it and she we're gonna do a private Joel show and she wants to like write the set list and Aww. ask him questions and so now she's it's not that she's just watching it but now she like wants to learn more yeah from them about music and that's really cool yeah that's so exciting because I feel like I always music always meant a lot to me but I wasn't always immersed in it like that you know what I mean where it's almost it's so interactive now it didn't used to be in like it was interactive if you're at a live show of course it's interactive and it's about the energy of the crowd and the people on stage but you know 
otherwise in life, if you're just, you know, it's not as interactive, it's kind of just hitting you and you're listening or you're not listening, you know? So now it's everything is interactive. There's always like a comment thread that you can jump on or whatever, you know what I mean? There's just so many ways to be involved now. It's so cool, even though it's hard for me to understand how to use all the technology. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've quickly realized through all of this how much I really needed to upgrade everything. Right, exactly. I'm like, wow, my computer is terrible. My phone, I just had to delete like 75 apps on my phone to be able to get one like WhatsApp on there. You know what I mean? I'm just like, what is happening? Uh, it's hard. It's hard like adjusting to being at home all the time versus, you know, like being out in the world because I'm just like, wow, <laughs> some things do really need an upgrade that I was not paying attention to before. But... Well, especially we travel so much for shows and that's just what we do. Yeah. And we take uh, my youngest, Brendan, he's been to like 15 shows already. That's like, amazing. Just on free shows, like he's been to Mo yeah. and he's been to other stuff and yeah. he's been all over with us. He just went to Asheville. Like the last time we saw Umphreys was February and he went to Asheville with us. That's so cool. That's and so he cool. loves it. So he's yeah. like definitely missing this too. Right. Because he likes going to the hotel and oh yeah. Pool My son and for hotels. Like, is there a pool? <laughs> Every time. For sure. Is there a pool there? But I haven't, my son still hasn't been to an Unfreeze show yet because I was going to all of them on my own. And so when I start, he was so little, it was like, I can't physically be the only one there with him. You know what I mean? And then, mm -hmm. so now he's grown, but now he's at the point where like, he just wants to go, he falls asleep. Like he can fall, he's like an old man. He can fall asleep anywhere. Oh, Brendan's the same way. He yeah. fell asleep. He fell asleep like halfway through night one of Asheville. And then uh night two he slept through the entire thing like just straight up arena rock show this kid is knocked out he wakes up when the show is over and says where's the rock and roll <laughs> we're like bro you just slept you through the whole it. thing <laughs> my son that my son did that same thing to me for kyle hollingsworth one year like we took him to see kyle, kyle hollingsworth at the mish he slept through all of it i was just like carrying him on my back like my best friend's carrying it and he's like half our size by this point you know he's long and yeah carrying him around and then he was like sleeping on rocks and stuff i finally lay him in my car and just listen to the show from the road and then when we got back to where we were camping it's like two o'clock in the morning by this point and he's like what's going on? Where's everyone? Where's the party? <laughs> We're like, what? It's time for bed, dude. <laughs> I can't miss it. I don't know what to tell you. That's yeah. what he did. We got back to the hotel and like we had to leave the next day because we had done caverns and then two nights of Asheville and we drove from the caverns to North Carolina so we were like we're yeah. done three nights we're <laughs> like we have to leave in the morning we get back to the hotel and he's like jumping on the bed and stuff and I'm like no this is stop. Well, there is no after party it's Sunday night no yeah. go home <laughs> <For sure. laughs> like you got this all wrong buddy <laughs> that's so funny well, I'm glad he was legitimately pissed though like he yeah. was mad that he yeah. missed it 
<laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, stay up next time you look. <laughs> we tried to keep you up. I don't know what to tell you. That's what, my son does that almost every time these days. So I'm like, I'm going to wait till I know that you can stay awake for it. Just because like the shows that we get out here, it's not like um, free shows on the East Coast where there's like a cluster, you can go to a bunch, you know what I mean? It's always mm-hmm. like either a bit, it's like Aspen, which I still haven't been able to do and I've lived out here for six years, or there's Red Rocks, which is just a huge thing. And then like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a huge thing physically too, like to get my kid in I, a safe yeah. spot and everything. Like, it's just yeah. so sketchy. And then um, New Year's, which kids aren't allowed at New Year's. So it's always, you know, hard to get him even into a show. I could take him to Red Rocks, but then I need to like really be sure that he's ready for it. You know what I mean? He went That's to Mo a lot of walking year. for a little guy. Yeah. Well, no, he went to Mo two years ago at Red Rocks and he laid down the whole time, but he loved it. He loved Mo. He was not a big fan of pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> Sorry. Use my kid. I, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but he was just like, I don't really care a lot about pigeons, but Mo makes me really happy. And I was like, oh, that's my. how I feel about Mo, too. <laughs> Mo it. makes me feel really happy, too. <laughs> right? We watched night two of Mo Saturday night because they were supposed to do that drive in thing here in New York State. And we thought about going because it's only three hours away. We don't have to leave the state. Yeah. But I'd have to take my kids and I'm like, I'm not ready. I can't do it. They're not ready. Like it's not happening. So exactly. they wound up canceling it because right. of like the whole fiasco with the other band. Yeah. And so Saturday night we watched the stream and we actually watched it again Sunday night. And it's just like, oh, this makes me so happy. But then I was like actually a little emotional. Yeah. Like Mo was making me emotional because it's just like everything. Right. You know, and then just like yeah. them playing, it's just all my memories with that band too. And I'm just yeah. like, it's, Mo is like the warm and fuzzies for sure. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's just, diff- I don't know. Like I love them and Umphreys equally, but it's a very different love. It is. It's interesting. It, is. That it can be, yeah. you know. But I I like Mo's up, almost like macaroni and cheese when you're having your period. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yes, so nice and comfortable. Like your favorite sweater or something. I don't know. Like that's kind of what I equate it to. Yeah. (laughs) I'm freezing like your leather jacket and stilettos, like fierce, you know, like (laughs) you're like queen crown, you know, like every day, but once in a while you gotta, you know. Yeah. No, I love it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh man. I wanted to know if you ever felt a time where it was like someone was harsh in your vibe just because you're a woman, right? Or like in just in the music scene at any point, be it in your podcast or in at a concert, you know? I have an ex that was really big into the jam music scene. That was the appeal for me to him. Uh, I never dated a guy that was in the jam music scene before and I was really into it, you know, so I was like super excited (laughs) that I was going to finally have a boyfriend that was into the music that I was and, you know, super knowledgeable about guitarists and all this stuff, you know, it was super appealing. So uh, he turned out to be very, 
uh, verbally abusive and it, it was just really awful. Yeah. And it really, for a little bit, kind of made me want to not be into this music anymore. Mm-hmm. Because when we first broke up, I knew I was going to see him at every show I went to, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> you know, especially Umphrey shows. Yeah. Um, he's actually the reason why I was introduced to Umphrey's McGee. Um, you know, he picked me up for our first date and Umphrey's was playing. You know, I'd heard of them before. Yeah. Um, but he was the reason that I like got into them. Um, and so obviously when we broke up, it was, I was kind of like at a crossroads Yeah. with it, you know, in a yeah. way, cause like you're like, is, yeah, is this something that like I can separate, which the yeah. ironic piece is how much I've separated it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not seeing him at shows like obviously you don't want to see somebody that you don't like when you are trying to be someplace that's like your break away from life you don't want to be reminded of this kind of stuff right so I just kept doing it I was just like you know what no I love this 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 means so much to me you don't that (laughs) yeah you don't get to take this from me and I was just like you know if you're gonna be there you're gonna be there but there's gonna be how many other people there and I don't have to stand where I'm gonna see you I don't have to look at you I don't have to whatever I'm not gonna let you win this I'm not gonna let you take this away from me because it it's so important to me and it's funny now because he has absolutely zero interest in Umphrey's McGee now and this is what I'm doing. And it's your life. <laughs> That's so. Yeah. So I, I always tell my husband, you know, I am the epitome of the phrase, uh, the best revenge is living well. Exactly. Because exactly. there are a lot of people in my life that have quite frankly shit on me, yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for most of my life and to overcome that and be where I am now and accomplish what I feel is successful and yeah. when my dreams and being a mom and doing my thing and you know it just the opposite of what everybody all those people said that I was going to be or turn out to be or what I was capable of or mm-hmm. you know all of that and so I think that's the cool thing to like look back on my show too especially you know I'm kind of like hey I, I got this now yeah <laughs> you got nothing yeah. so <laughs> A hundred percent, you know, every time I, you know, I get on and, you know, I, I interviewed Ryan or I'm interviewing Joel and I'm just like, cosmically, I'm like, yeah, universe, (laughs) you know, you're just like, nice. (laughs) Oh man, that is, that gave me goosebumps because it's so very similar to how my life has been. My son's biological father is the one that got me into Umphreys. And he took me to my first Umphreys show a month before I got pregnant, if that tells you. Umphreys <laughs> getting you pregnant, man. Bayless's <laughs> fault. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that's how it's been, you know? And so then it was like this whole piece where I was going with him and his friends for like two years while we were trying to make it work. It was mm-hmm. a hot mess, right? And then we did mm-hmm. not belong together. And it was that same thing where I was like, I think I'm done. And I would only go to shows if like people would invite me. 
And then it wasn't until my son was like five or something where I was like, I miss that. And I want, I need to get back. I took like two year hiatus, but I've been seeing him since 07. Right. So I just like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how to navigate it on my own. And I hadn't found my like crew yet. You know what I mean? Like I had a couple of people I had gone to shows with, but it wasn't like, now we've got this like family that like like you said it just expands nationwide and you always know you got a place to go and it's just incredible and I'm so happy that neither of us let those dudes take it away from us you know absolutely that was just like no you're not gonna do that because this is a a different feeling and now it's like so much more than just listening to Umphreys McGee like for me obviously my show is like my life now pretty much you know and then the my family like these are the people that now if I gotta complain about that dude I'm actually complaining about that dude to these people you know what I mean like they're helping me like work through whatever because they're my family and like I met them because of this band Mm -hmm. so it's it's like no you're not you're not gonna take that away from me I'm not gonna allow that and I think with this show has been great to find not only those people but especially those females Mm -hmm. those strong females that are actually interested in the music Mm -hmm. because that was always my thing too was either it was a girl that was there because her boyfriend was into Humphreys and so she was only there because of him right or we have the groupie which I hate that word you know that's just not a word I like yeah (laughs) yeah like I hate that word because it's like no Mm -hmm. that's not why I'm here (laughs) so to be able to actually and like I said finding these women that were listening to my show and then I'm like okay so they're listening to my show and they're actually like girls that would just go to this show like go to see Humphreys they know these songs they want to be there it's not some guy that's taken like I was astonished that you guys existed. (laughs) We're here. here. I know. (laughs) That was like the most satisfying feeling. I'm like, yes, I'm not the only one. (laughs) Isn't it amazing though? Because you really do feel alone. Because I mean, demographically, when you go to a show, you you are the only one. It feels like it. It very much feels like it, you know? And it so, doesn't feel that way now, though, because no. I know where, you know, because I know where everybody is. Exactly. But at the time, it's it's a sausage fest. It For is. Sure. It's all dudes. Yes. And you're like, 100%. I'm sure some of you are nice guys, but sure. Sure. <laughs> I'd like some girlfriends that are into the same Seriously. stuff I'm into. <laughs> I feel that. I know. We took... Me and uh, six of my girlfriends went to Minnesota for the two-night run in 2018, and there were seven of us on the rail, and it was just girls, and it was awesome. I was just like, this is the coolest thing, and they're all the same way, you know? It's like, we're just collecting them now. <laughs> we're like, oh, you, you're, you're into it too cool. You're ours now. <laughs> and you know, I've, I have felt so included in the in the community but in the like the inner community of Humphreys yeah like all of those guys have been so kind to me and I mean that's just who they are anyways like you know they're just those kind of people anyways right 
but never, ever, ever once within the, you know, the core of the Umphreys community have I ever felt less than or not smart enough or never once has like anybody talked down to me or any of that because yeah. I'm a girl or right. woman you right. know oh she doesn't know and again I don't pretend like I know everything sure, because right. there's no way anybody could know everything about exactly. Humphreys McGee like, exactly I'm like ah <laughs> there's so much information and history and there's just so much like there's nobody that knows it all there's no, just no I'm way. always so impressed with you because I'm just like, how does she know? I'm like, I, because I've been listening since 07, seeing him live since 07. Still, like, I'll be like, why can't I think of the name of the song? <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? Every time. But it's because I swear, because they do those, they'll do like, um, what's the intentions clear in the other one where they say intentions clear in one song, but it's actually, they do it on purpose. They're like, they don't want me to remember. That's it. <laughs> it's okay. I definitely still do it too. I totally do it too. I mean, we all do it. It's so <laughs> hard. I mean, because they just have such a wide range, you know, it's just hard to keep track of it all. And they've been around for so long. It's incredible. Like 22 years sure. now. I know. <laughs> I know. It is amazing. And, it, you know, just the still, like they still want to play. Mm-hmm. And they, and they're getting better. I think they get better every time I see them. I'm like, blew me away again. <laughs> you That's know, why 2019 is hard to vote for Hall of Fame. Oh God, I never vote. I never vote. I'm 2019 like, I don't, is... I don't have a strong enough of an opinion. I'm going to leave this to you all who like really, really, really <laughs> feel strongly like do the thing. Cause I can... <laughs> it's all so good. <laughs> That's how my husband is. He's like, just just vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> just do what you're doing. He's like, cause I know you're going to critique the shit out of it. So yeah, you can have my votes too. <laughs> right. That's how I am too about like when you're trying to make a request or something, I can never, I'm like, I have no, I, I don't know where to start with that. Like they do such a good job building their set list already that I don't want to fuck with that. <laughs> like, that I, was the hardest thing with the Jake show because it was, my birthday so I'm like well I definitely want to put some requests in there sure. and that was the hardest list I think I've ever had to make in my entire life yeah and then you're you're making a list for only one of them so it's like okay so where's Jake's road you know what I mean like because Jake has very different vocals than Bayless so it's like you're only gonna ask of course he could play anything but is his vocal range there is right you're only gonna ask for it? certain things right because yeah. like I'm like, well, obviously, I'm not going to ask Jake to sing Haji because he's going to look at it and laugh at me. <laughs> he's going to be like, no, you're not getting that. Why would you even waste my time right now? No. Uh, do you know me? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we like, just met. Like, yeah. <laughs> you've never been to a show before. <laughs> right? That's always the hardest part, I swear. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I can't. They got yeah. They're good. They're but you know, he played, he played <laughs> two, I think. I don't even remember. I, I made like a, a pretty decent list. But I, he played two. He played Birthday by the Beatles, which mm -hmm. was my number one request. He started with that one, right? And he started with that one. And obviously, it's my birthday. Right. And I wanted the sound engineer slash studio manager for Boondock, Jim Leap, uh, is a friend of mine. And oh, cool. I have this fantastic memory of the Bayless show uh, in 2018 in Indy. It was his birthday. And they start the second set 
they uh, are supposed to go into, into divisions and they fake out and the rest of the guys start playing birthday by the Beatles for Bayless. <laughs> and so Jimmy is at the show and he's hanging out with us and he's standing behind me and he's just singing it so loud, so excited. It's Bayless's birthday, you know, everybody's there. He's so happy. And that memory just, just made me so happy, you know? It's just like, uh, this is so awesome. So when the opportunity came up to do it for my birthday, I was like, well, of course. obviously I want Jake to play that riff because that's just sick. Yeah. But then I want Jimmy to sing the backing vocals. <laughs> and he did it. He totally did it. That's amazing. He was there and he sang it for me. So. Aww. That's so yeah. cool. That was really very cool. I was like, oh, thanks. So that's he played that, and then I asked for uh, Soul Food One, and he played that. But everything else on that set list I posted, he uh, was his. He decided, but when he told the story about why he chose those songs, and then they wound up being songs. So he said that it was songs from his childhood. And he would tell the story about his childhood, like before he'd play him and stuff, talking about like when he played Fearless and listening to Pink Floyd when he was three. Like it was really cool. That's so cool. And uh, there are definitely songs on there that were important in my childhood too. So it was cool that he played Good those. Yeah, it was one I of those like we did, he gave us what we needed sort of a situation. There was yeah. a song, uh, So Far Away by Dire Straits. And that was one of my dad's favorite bands. And my dad passed away in 06. And he's the reason why I'm into all the classic rock that I am is right. my dad. And he, he speaks to me through music, my dad does. And so as soon as Jake started playing that, I was just, because I didn't ask. Right. And it just, and it, he, it came he, out. And I was just like... <laughs> That's always one thing that gets me the most about shows is it like when you need it, it seems like the right thing is always played, you know, and I am always like, I sound crazy when I say that. I know, I know I sound crazy, but it's so true. Like it just, when it, you know, right when you need it and that's why it is so powerful, you know, it's so incredible. I love that he tells stories. He's the best storyteller. I love him. He does. And I think it's, an amazing opportunity for us fans to not only be able to get that satisfaction, like I said before, but to get this intimate chance to watch him create in the space that he loves so much, yeah. which I mean, if anybody watched the, the day in the dock thing was just mm -hmm. super cool. Mm -hmm. um, but then to see him in there in real time, you know, playing and doing these things and him getting to play. <laughs> he wants to play for people yeah and you know doing a lesson is cool but it's not the same musician yeah you're you chose to be a musician because you that you're getting yeah. you need that too you chose to be, you chose to be a performer instead of a teacher you know some people choose they don't want to perform you know they love music and it's meaningful for them but they want to teach it you know whereas they like I very obviously chose and they wanted a band and they wanted a racket, you know, and it's got to be so hard for them. Uh, that reminds me of when Bayless was getting so emotional in the 
boondocks sessions or whatever, right? And that's what I call it. I don't, I don't don't know what it is, but I call it boondocks. I think it sounds, I think it's like cooler. (laughs) I miss these guys so much, you know, like he was like genuinely getting emotional. I'm like, we do too. (laughs) Like we feel that too, you know, and it's hard. Like when that's such a normal thing in your life to have it not there anymore. It's like, it's crazy how much it changes your life, but how much you also adapt to it and reach out. Like, I've been meaning to talk to you, I think, since you started your podcast. <laughs> like, I swear, what was it? It was last year. We were trying to meet up at Red Rocks, right? Or was it mm-hmm. the year before? It was last year? I think right? it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last so, and then now it's like, we have a reason and we have the time and we're able to just do it. And it's so nice because I think that's one of the things I'm, what is it? Extroverted introvert or vice versa where like, I need most of my time like here with my people, like with my family, with whatever, like I like quiet most of the time, but then once or twice a month, like I need to get out and like smile at some strangers, like dance, you know what I mean? Just like, I'm exactly the same way. I've never talked to before, you know? And that's been the hardest thing I think for me is just like, where do I, how do I talk to new people now? You know what I mean? It's just like, you don't find anyone when you're only at your house all day. (laughs) Right. I'm the exact same way. And that's why it's been so hard for me is because my, all my friends are around the country. So it's not like I have friends that come over anyways. Right. You know, and of course, you know, having three kids and Mm -hmm. doing whatever. So it's not like it's party at our house anyways. Right. Um, so for me, me getting out and spending time with my friends is getting in the car and traveling to another city and staying in a hotel and doing the whole thing. So that's why it's been hard for me. And also because I don't know when I'm going to be able to hug my friends again. Yeah. Cause they're all so far apart. Those, like, that I'm very lucky in that aspect. Like most of my very close friends are in Colorado too. So for the most part, I have like my people and they're within like an hour, you know, where they've been able to be my support system. Like, do you need groceries and stuff? Cause I'm here with the baby and dude. And like, so it's, I am so lucky in that account, you know, like I can't imagine like being so far. Cause you don't even know if you could travel places or, you know what I mean? Like go see them. Everything's closed. You know what? I don't know. It's just so hard to even see. Well, and for us, like New York state isn't allowing anybody to come in here until you quarantine for 14 days. Like it's, it's just crazy to think that, you know, like, are we going to be able to like do this again? Yeah. Like how long do we have to do this, you know, or how long will it be before because like my friends in Indiana, I went to see my family because they hadn't met my son yet. And so, you know, they're all dying to meet the baby. And so I was there strictly to see like my grandparents and my parents or whatever. And like my friends had 4th of July parties and stuff invited to us to them and everything. And I'm just like, I can't, I don't even know. Because like Indiana is very different too. <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. like, just not wearing masks and just having parties and stuff. Whereas in Colorado, it's been much quieter. It's been like mask ordinance from basically the beginning and 
everyone's kind of staying at home unless they're like out on a trail or camping or something, you know, we're not really going out or anything. And so when we went to Indiana, it was very different. It was just like, I don't think I'm ready for that. I don't think I'm ready to like, I don't know what I'm exposing my kids to in that situation. And I'm not even a person who's ever worried about germs, you know what I mean? But that's kind mm -hmm. of where we're at in the world right now. And like to go to that and then bring it back to my family or something the day before I leave just didn't feel right either. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love you guys and I wish I could see you, but for now we're just going to have to do screens, I guess. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you just, because there's just so much we don't know and you also have to think about your personal comfort level. Like that's what we were thinking about obviously with Mo is like, I don't want the first time that I do something that I also have to worry about my kids. Yeah. You know, like I need to be able to go and feel the waters and see what this is going to be like now because it's not going to be this. Even when we do go back to it, like it's just not going to be the same. There's going to be new everything. Right. So it's like, I need to test the waters and get my footing on what live music even looks like now yeah. before I think about bringing my kids. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know? 100%. We had a drive-in show right in my town and I didn't, my husband doesn't go to shows. He just like, doesn't like crowds and has ear problems, you know, like it hurt messes with his ears to be around. Not that the drive-in show has loud music. He just didn't, it's like it's too hard to get a ticket to go. You know what I mean? Um, to go to something you don't really care about, but sure. <laughs> so yeah. I went to see like the magic beans and everyone, but even then I was like, I'm not taking, it's a drive-in. Like I would have the comfort of my own car. I would have, I would be able to keep my kids in the car or whatever. If I didn't feel comfortable, but still it's like, I'm, I need to go see what this world is like before I <laughs> introduce them. Well, and it's to not it. fair to them because again, my kids are social. Like Brendan yeah. loves going to concerts because he loves talking to everybody that's around <laughs> us. Like we'll spread out a blanket and he will just, he'll make friends with everybody. And by the end of the night, everybody's like closer to us because yeah. of Brendan. Yeah. And it's like, so now I have to take, I'm going to take him and I'm going to have to tell him he has to stay in the car. He doesn't that's get to play high to people. He, he doesn't, doesn't get to high five people. He mm -hmm. isn't, if we see anybody that's our family, because I refer to everybody as aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. So my kids, they're, it's their family mm -hmm. and they, they can't, they can't hug them. They can't get a kiss on the cheek or right. high five or right. any that's, of the, that's not any fun for them. Like no. I'm not going to take them and be like, Oh, sit in this car. Yeah. Have fun. So go to the show. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> You'd be so. like, this is not a show. <laughs> yeah that's how we yeah. felt too it was like it was a very cool like I mean if I don't get to go to real concerts then abs absolutely I would choose to go to a drive-in show but it's not anything it's similar to doing home shows you know what I mean like it's not very loud music you can't get close to the band you know what I mean it's almost it's not very much different really at the end of the day. You're just in a parking spot instead of in your living room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The sound is projected through your car speakers. So depending on your you know, speaker situation, it's not that great. I mean, it's, it can be, it can be fantastic. People are walking around with like subs. I think that's not allowed, but they still were doing it kind of thing. But yeah, it's still, I don't know. Like to, like you said, it's not worth it for them for sure. 
especially yeah, when you don't right know now. what you're getting into. Yeah, and that's that's what I keep telling my kids. I'm like, I know it sucks. Like, I know this is hard, but it's like we just got to wait it out because mm-hmm. it's it's not worth it. I mean, and now that's what happened with Mo because the chain smokers had that big debacle in the Hamptons. Yeah. And so now it ruined it for them. Mm-hmm. And then they had to post a video about not being able to do it. And you could tell by the looks on their faces that they were absolutely devastated. They were devastated that they weren't going to be able to do this now. Yeah. And it's like, why? Because already upset about not being able to play play live music. Right. And you're finally going to be able to do something. And now it's like. Just swept out from under you. Yeah. I can't even imagine. And that was all because people didn't want to wear masks. Right. So in the Hamptons, these guys, I guess they did the drive-in. They did, they were going to do a drive-in thing, but then it wound up being like 3000 people and then nobody was wearing a mask and everybody like went to the stage. Like it was just, you know, like it was 2018. Yeah. (laughs) Like Like what you guys are new. (laughs) What is happening? Like. It's not the summer of 2019, guys. Yeah. Like, 2020 rules now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the love of God, just do it so that we can go to drive-in concerts. Like, we can't even do that now because people can't just follow the rules for a little bit. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's so sad. But mm-hmm. it's okay. I'll just, like, keep buying Jake streams or something. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm grateful that we're able to support them in any way that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's something too, if people, you know, not only supporting Umphreys or whoever their band is, um, you know, support your favorite local venues too. Like oh, yeah. find out if I'm sure they'll take a donation. They mm-hmm. not going to say no. If you call them up and be like, Hey, can I give you $50 or right. whatever? 25 so bucks, you know, like, mm-hmm. Those small venues, we have, we definitely have some places here in Buffalo that probably aren't going to exist after this. Right. No, you we know, already lost. How can a you couple. social distance? Yeah. We lost, like, oh, my favorite place to see Aqueous at just shut down this summer because they couldn't make it through. But they're becoming a comedy club. So that's cool. Like, I like that it's still going to be a creative place, but it's just a bummer. You know, it's our little small hometown venue that all, like, all touring bands stop there, you know, all small enough. It was only a 400 person venue, but you know, it's a bummer. Also, I didn't know you're in Buffalo, New York. Hold on. (laughs) I want to go to Buffalo. I'm going to have to come see you. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> when come see me. Obviously it'll be like 2022. <laughs> <laughs> That's when everybody's gonna be traveling again. Yeah. yeah, so everybody always gets excited when they hear I'm from Buffalo, especially I know. It's so fan. funny because I like everyone's like, oh New York, and I'm like, I don't ever want to go to New York City. And they're like, Buffalo, I wanna go to Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo is a very it's a very nice city. I my family, my mom's family, um is from here. My mom was born and raised in Buffalo, um, but I was born and raised in North Carolina. But then when my parents divorced, we moved back up here because my mom wanted to be by family. And How cool though, New York and North Carolina, like that's yeah. a dope, you know, like, like, I don't know, childhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I've never been to North. I mean, I think I've driven through North Carolina, but I've never like stopped, you know? So, but I hear so many good things. I'm like, I gotta go. Beautiful. I lived right on the coast too. My dad was in the military. So we lived like on the military base, like right on the coast. And, but yeah, Buffalo is a very cute city. It's got a lot of great food, a lot of great vegan food too. That's your thing. That's my thing. So (laughs) I can do it. (laughs) We, uh, we're definitely getting a nice little, vegan area here and uh we actually have a vegan grocery store like five minutes from my house so that's uh pretty cool but yeah the guys from aquius are from here and uh still live here i know i always tell very close to me actually we actually live in like the same town as one of the guys umphreys mo and aquius are all in their own little spot and then like from there, it's like Keller and I, all my summer camp vans, you know, are all pretty high up there, you know, but those three, I'm just like, I love them so much. And it's so cool that you're from the same town. Man. It's, it's very neat to, to see them have the success that they've had too. They had know? to get because... a drummer, I think is what it was like they, cause they were a band for so long and their drummers kept screwing it all up. And then they finally got robbed from Ohio. And that dude kills it. Like, he kills it. Mm-hmm. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, I can remember seeing them at a friend's, like, backyard festival. This guy threw a festival. He had all this land. And just all the bands that he knew from around here. And I remember, you know, seeing them then. And now it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. That's so that's cool. Like, good up, for you know? guys, yeah. you know, like yeah. to do that and to stick with it and mm-hmm. keep trying when, you know, your drummer's not working, but you're like, we're still going to figure it out and yeah. try to do this. And they are. Yeah. So, They're doing a great job. Cool. They really are. I'm sad. I was supposed to see them. They were supposed to move up from Hody's, the smaller venue in Fort Collins, to the Aggie, which is like maybe close to double the size not not actually double but pretty close but they like you know they got there like they're at the big they're at the big venue and then everything got canceled but and I was also inversely supposed to see Mo like two weeks before that um at Washington's which is even a smaller venue than Hody is the one that shut down like it's a very small venue I was like <gasps> seeing Mo at that place is gonna be so freaking cool and then it got canceled and I emailed the venue and it was just like I'm sorry like I know this has to be stressful for you because it was right at the beginning you know and they just mm-hmm. you know we're starting to cancel stuff and just like I know people are probably being jerks to you right now and like I'm sorry that this is probably really a nightmare on your end but like is there going to be a rescheduled date? And they're like, no, unfortunately it's refunds. And, but we'll let you know, like, thank you for reaching out and being kind. We'll let you know when they're coming back before they go on sale. And it's like, dope. I don't know that that's going to happen. Please I don't think do they that, that be it's going to be like years, <laughs> but they were really kind when it happened. I was so bummed though. I've never seen Mo at that small. I haven't seen Mo at that small of a venue since like 2009. You know what I mean? So it was just going to be really cool, but. That's okay. Well, that's the nice thing too about like Aqueous being from here. I mean, Mo's from here too. Mm-hmm. So like, it's cool to have um, another band. Yeah. From here. And they, they love Mo and Umphreys. Like, you know, that's, I think why I love them so much is because they have like the, you know, I was born in 88. So they have like that flair of like that 90s you know 90s kid flair like their covers mm-hmm. and stuff but also mm-hmm. like they pull like 
you could feel the vibes from Mo. You could feel the vibes from Umphreys. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're so good. I mean, and I love them because they're my age. You know what I mean? I was used to seeing Umphreys who, they're young, but they're still 10 years older than me. You know what I mean? 10, 15 years older than me, depending on who you're talking about. And so it did, I was always like little girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I, you know, I had talked to, I distinctly talked to Stasic before and he's like, what are you 17? And I was like, my kid is older than your kid. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> my kid is older than all their kids. So <laughs> exactly. And I'm pretty, I don't know how old Jake's kids are, but like my kid is pretty close to older than, you know, like, I don't know. He's, he's going to be 12. So he's pretty old. <laughs> like I am not a little kid. I have a little kid. <laughs> for real my oldest is driving so yeah. <laughs> <Scary>. <laughs> it's amazing well that's awesome I'm yeah I'm not joking I'm gonna come out to Buffalo and be like I'm here <laughs> I won't yeah. I won't ask the crash but I will be coming out there and wanting to meet up in person because that'll really- be fun we'll definitely hit up some vegan places and, uh, and some shows hopefully. and some shows <laughs> yes Yes. I sure hope anyway. I don't know. We will. I, I'm pretty confident that we'll see live music. It's just going to be interesting to see what it actually looks like. It really will. Because it's going to be harder to get tickets no matter what, you know, unless. Well, because they're going to have to half capacity or quarter or whatever, however they figure it out. Yeah. They're going to have to cut it down. And yeah. now everybody's going to want to go because so they're going to be fighting each other for tickets. So, yeah, that's how it is with the cycle show at the mesh. It's like maybe 20% seating, you know, and they, so it's not like a concert where you just stand there, you know, there's like tables spread out and that's where you're at for the show, you know, is at your table and they're whatever. But then you can buy like an eight pack, a six pack, a four pack, two pack or whatever. But still at the end of the, that's not very many tickets, you know? And so the tickets for seeing a band like cycles, that would be like $10, $12 is now like $50, you know, or I paid, I think $35 to go to a Thursday show to see cycle. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. so what, what are we going to be paying to see Humphreys? <laughs> well, see, and the thing is, is even though we are going to have to pay more, which it's Umphreys. I don't right. give a shit. Oh, I'm going but to. <laughs> they're not going to make any more. No. Like there it's the end is not happening there. It has to go to the fact that the venue is going to have to make up the money. They're yeah. going to have to probably up their drink prices, clean everything up their drink prices, probably have more bathroom attendants to make sure there's not too many people in the stalls or, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, so me paying more money is not giving the band more money. No, it's just going to the cost of operation up with yeah. <laughs> the regulations or whatever. Gosh, yeah. I swear. I was like, we will not talk about COVID too much, but it's like, we're living in COVID. <laughs> Everything is affected. <laughs> well, and especially <laughs> when it's so much, like I was talking to a friend earlier today, you know, texted me happy birthday and stuff. And I, he was like, Oh, how's everything going? And I'm like, well, good. You know, we're doing good. We're healthy. We're safe. We have what we need. We're able to give to others. Like in the grand scheme of things, we're good. Right. I'm like, but really it sucks because all of the things that I do, like 
this is such a big piece of my life and it's the biggest, I don't want to say the biggest, but one of the biggest pieces that's affected is the entertainment industry. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because like the restaurants have been able to be open the whole time. So like they're still like at least selling food, if nothing mm-hmm. else. Like they don't have and to have like service staff. So of my friends personally are like out of work. You know, yeah. like it's and so then you're like you're even struggling to pay rent, let alone like hope to go when shows start up again. It's like every everyone's gonna be catching up financially mm-hmm. and then probably not able to go to all the shows they want to go to anymore you know it's already I just it's so sad because I always felt that as when I was a single mom you know like back in the day before I met my husband it was hard like I was like on every street team just I want to go to the show I have no money I want to go to the show (laughs) put me on the street team you know and so I'm just imagining like they're not even going to have street teams. They're not going to need street teams because tickets are just going to sell themselves because people are dying to go see shows again. So it's like a whole group of people. And that maybe might be something worth starting is like a charity fund for people who like meet the financial, like what, I don't know how to word it, but like if people are in financial hardship, maybe we start a fund for those people to be able to go see shows or something, you know what I mean? Like a nonprofit Mm -hmm. or something so that, because I think it's, it's important for some people like their mental health. Like Mm -hmm. I know for me, like it's good for my mental health. So, you know, if this is what your outlet is, you know, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just imagine how hard it's going to be. I mean, I think it's going to be hard hard for everyone for a little bit to adjust but I don't know we'll get there I have faith <laughs> we'll get I there. do too and it's nice to be able to keep helping the band in in the way that we can mm-hmm. you know whether that's just by like still spreading the word about it and keep talking about it or you know giving when they do their shows or yeah. buying buying a private Jake sure. show mm-hmm. you know because it's not even you know, there's a couple people that were bitching about the price of the show. Yeah. And Always. It, it, it's just ridiculous. Like, are you, even when people are bitching about a $20 stream, like, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, like, we can't do anything. Do you know how much money you've saved just on, like, fuel from driving to shows? <laughs> you know, if you go to shows a lot. For like, real. I go to a lot of shows. They're in Denver. I got to drive an hour there, an hour back. That's that's a lot. <laughs> For real, like, I can't even believe it that they expect that they're going to put something together like the boondock sessions and then be like, oh, here, we just gave you this for free. Yeah. Listen, guys, you get a lot of shit for free already. First of all, like, I don't really see any other band like I don't follow other bands like that. So I don't know what they're doing, but I can guarantee there's not a lot of bands that are giving you twice a week. Right. Streams and. (laughs) Uh, this opportunity and that and that it's like you guys need to get over yourselves because it's not even like he's making all that like it's $1,500 he's not seeing every single penny of that no (laughs) they're splitting it up there's people they have to live lesson masters right yeah like I'm sure there's some sort of like uh you're using our site kind of a thing going it's a business I'm certain that they like they take a percent I don't know what the percent I'm sure I would assume that they take a percent and then well that's how they have to make their money right yeah it's just 
And it's so silly. Like you don't have to buy it. Don't buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like how I complain. feel like, should I go into a, this is what I said to my husband the other day. I'm like, should I go into a car dealership and start bitching about how much that car costs? Cause I right. can't afford it. So that car is garbage and it's worth it, worthless. And <laughs> you should just give it to me for free because no <laughs> way is that car that worth that. Too much. <laughs> Things like, bitch, you need to get out of here yeah. before I call the police. <laughs> why are you here <laughs> yeah. they'd be like you are out of your mind like, we're yeah. calling, like they're gonna admit you because you are not right now <laughs> seriously like if you don't it's want so it don't buy it exactly buy it exactly <laughs> but really the potential is there for you to have a ten dollar show you know if it's 10 households and you invite nine people to join you that's 15 dollars. you know what i mean and then you're like at least in colorado you're still under the mm -hmm. limit you know what i mean like the recommendation is no groups over 10 well mm -hmm. that's not over 10 we're still doing it by regulation we're still being safe and right you're still doing all these dollars <laughs> and it's 15 dollars to watch jake blow your mind in your living room yeah like once in a lifetime experience type shit you know what i mean like he wrote a set list for you guys and told the story about why and that that's a huge thing for me is like why did you pick those songs why like how do you build a set list how do you choose you know what i mean so for him to sit there and describe to you like why he chose them and tell about himself is so huge you know like that's so much more personal then yeah. like he doesn't talk on stage anymore like i went to see them for the new year's run and i was like jake has been so quiet <laughs> and i don't know if you like it maybe it just seemed like he was quiet to me i don't know but like it just seemed like bayless was talking a lot and jake wasn't talking as much as he usually like he's always joking around and stuff and it just seemed like he was quiet it's like i hope he's doing okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> but that was like a, my favorite part too, was just being able to hear these stories and you know, like you're not gonna get, even if he does talk on stage, you're not gonna get that. He's not gonna be like, we're gonna cover this song that I remember listening to when I was five and it, you know, changed my life. And every time I listen to it, I, like, he's not going to do that. You're not ever going to nope. get that. You're not even going to get that at a Brennan and Jake show. No, you know, no. you're not going to get that ever. Mm -hmm. The only time I've heard a Jake story was when I did um, VIP and he like told us about going to see the dead with his dad and like J how, why he does the point. Cause Jerry mm -hmm. like was playing and then he lowered his sunglasses and looked at Jake and he was on his dad's shoulders, looked at Jake and pointed right at him. So now Jake always says the point. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> like I love it so much, you know? And it's not something I would have never been like, why does Jake point all the time? You know what I mean? I would just think like, he doesn't know what to do with his hands when he's taking pictures or something. You know For I mean? sure. He's just like, <laughs> But no, he told us, you know, and that's the only time I've ever gotten that. And like I said, I've seen him since I was seven. So, and I've gotten one Jake story, you know, like yeah. that's huge. That's so cool. That makes me excited because we're doing it this Friday, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't you're going to love it. It's, it's such a very cool experience just for so many reasons, just to, it helps him get it out of his system. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. helps him satisfy that itch that he needs from, playing for people yeah which isn't that so cool to be the one that 
can satisfy that for him. You know what I mean? Like he's dying to play for people. So if I could make like give him some peace of mind because he can play, you know, I I love that. I love that. That's how I felt. He was just like, thanks guys. You know, thanks for letting me play for you guys. And I'm just like, anytime, bro. <laughs> anytime. I'm totally here for that. So seriously. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. Well, it's so good to talk to you. I have one more interview today, so I want to make sure that we're leaving enough time, but it was so good to talk to you, and um, I hope we could talk again. I mean, we apparently have ample time to do <laughs> have many conversations, so I hope yeah. to talk to you again pretty soon. Um, and, oh, I forget we have viewers. I'm not just talking to you. Viewers, don't forget to go listen to Sarah's podcast. It's um, dropped among this crowd, right? And also we're doing like saveourstages.com relates to what you were saying, like to support local venues and then nevasoch.org, which we'll talk about those later on. But um, Thank you so much for taking time today to talk to me. Yeah, this was really great. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. As we talked about a bunch, this is something yes. that's, you know, this subject is important to me anyways, and, and my story. And so when you approached me, I was just like, wow, <laughs> what a very cool opportunity. So thank you for asking me to do this. This was very, very cool. And it was so great to finally meet you know, like, talk <laughs> and talk to you and, and get this again an excuse to connect with friends exactly. so this was oh. very wonderful thank you yes. yes much love we'll talk to you soon yeah take bye. care bye so that's everything i have for this week of the show thank you again to elise for asking me to be a guest on your show it was really a pleasure to finally get the chance to talk to you and get to know a little bit more about you too as well i really look forward to the day we can meet in person there are a bunch of links in the show notes like i said earlier for everything women wine and song podcast as well as where you can binge on past episodes of datc Book your own conversation and be a guest on the show. Subscribe to the show's YouTube channel where you can snag some official merch from the Dropped Among This Crowd Etsy store. Find subscription information for Conduit Magazine and a ton more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you again for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.